video. Today, I don't even know what we're really talking about. Those are some of my favorite shows, but a little bit like reaching out and finding community in the things that you love and this idea of making a home for yourself, but finding a way to break down barriers so that that's not so complicated and lonely. Um, Yeah, let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, Every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes. I started at around the age of 30 recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful Point in my life and we're just starting into season three and I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur creative vibes that are going out into this world and the more that I get to experience that the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world however that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. Hey, welcome to the rest of your life. That's right. That's what happens here. (laughs) We turn pages, pages, people. Welcome. This is not a joke. This is your life. This is your livelihood. This is where you just might go in this world. We are not taking this work lightly. We are not putting on any colored pants other than the ones that we believe we were born to thrive in. It's a big deal. I can't even explain it. Listen, there are etchings of my life that have been covered in yellow and then re-covered or sometimes wallpapered in something that wasn't all that fitting. You belong in the pants you decide to thrive in. You just do. Can't convince me of anything else. Wouldn't let you if you tried. You're supposed to be here doing something, doing anything, trying, messing it up, moving forward. 
trying again. And while I don't know if this work is all that helpful in that, but maybe it's just a place to come home to where we all think the same way. And I know initially when I started, I wanted this to be a place where people found inspiration. And as the work continued to evolve, I realized that this was just a place to call home for me. And for any of you who were suffering in silence the way that I was, looking to surround yourself with a voice that could help you move forward, looking to surround yourself with people when there isn't anybody in your stratosphere that thinks this way yet but they're coming, good friends. Don't worry. They'll come out of the woodworks. And I will say the people who come out were there all along, right? Um, but they, they needed to take time with this person and they needed to see if it was going to hold. It's not like they were sitting there judging you. They were just sitting there waiting. Like, I know this person can be this person, but I need to see constant signs of proof before I sign back up for pain, right? That's it. That's it, my friends. That's, that's where we need to be. That's who we need to be. And that's how we work through all of this. So happy to be home with all of you <laughs> living this, what is the most amazing life. This, what is this rhythmic pursuit of creativity and truth. And I couldn't imagine anything better. And I encourage that for everyone. And creativity is really open to interpretation. It does not mean that you're out here painting pictures. It just means that you're pushing your mind to think outside of the way that it normally operates and continuing to do that so that we don't get bored. Bored. Yeah, we get bored. Okay, let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. I don't even know why we started on that tangent, but let's go here, people. My great thing is printing actual papers off of this book, which they're just eight and a half by 11 sheets of what this book will be. Obviously, it needs to be formatted and properly spaced and sized. And there are a lot of things edited, all the things today we enter into the editing period of this book. And I don't know, there's something about holding a tangible manuscript in hand, knowing that you just strung all of those thoughts and words together. And I've gone back and forth like, oh, is this a good thing? I had to share the unedited manuscript with my book. Um, I guess she's, she's my book launch team director. So she's the first one that's going to read this. Listen, if she could just send me a little message like, hey, it's looking great. Good job. That would be super helpful. Um, but I decided whether it's good or not, whether it deserves to be read or not, I would still bring this 
to life. I would still write this book. I would still find a rhythm that's worth writing. I would still look to figure this out and get better every time that I do it. This won't be the last book, and it is indeed the first. And so I gave my launch team um, director an out. Like if she read it and she didn't feel like it was a book that she wanted to run a launch team around, she could bow out and it would be okay. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> there's a chance that she leaves and I don't know. Would we stop? No. Do we just know that it's some people's cup of tea and it's not others? Absolutely. Um, but the beautiful thing is it's just better out than in. That's all. And so whether or not anything comes of it, me existing as a more whole human being is what came of it. And that's what's most important. Period. And so everybody's opinions of what this work is or isn't is completely subjective to who you know me to be as a person is completely subjective to whether or not you even like to read books like this. I mean, if you don't read books, it might not be your cup of tea. And that's just it. That's not really up for debate because it's just mine. It's just what it is. It's just a book. It's just work. It's just art. And are there scary things assigned with that? Yeah, I suppose there will be more scary things than I even realize right now. But today, my great thing is having completed this. Having this tangible printed product in my hands. Like, I don't want to be bougie, um, and I don't know what the editing process is going to call for, <laughs> but, like, walking around with a red pen and an unpublished manuscript, like, my head goes all the way to... Okay, if you didn't watch this, then it's going to sound weird, but if you did watch this movie, then here you go. In the movie... The Devil Wears Prada, and Anne Hathaway, I don't remember her name, um, but she has to get the unpublished manuscripts for Harry Potter, and she gets them bound and on the train. Sorry, I should have said... Uh, spoiler alert <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie. Sorry, she does. she does get the books, even though it seems like she's not going to. And when I'm holding this in my hands, that's what I feel like. This, this is what I get to do now. I could, I could kind of bind this and then I could spend hours with red pens marking the whole thing up. And how amazing is that? And I don't know if that's what it's going to call for, but in case it does, I have the paper copy. It is an actual thing that I'm looking at on my desk that I can't wait to take pictures of later just because it's such a big accomplishment. And like that is not lost on me. 
the subjectivity of the art is nothing compared to the tangible completion. It's more about the completion than anything. And yeah, like this is no small task. This is no and no step towards a dream, no matter how small or big or significant or insignificant, is a small accomplishment. Like even just getting your mind right around the work is a big accomplishment. So do not let anything be lost on you. And I will not let this be lost on me. This is, this is something. Even if it was nothing, it is something. And it is something. It is, it is paper in hand. I've never held such a thick stack of paper in my life that had words from my head right here. And I know people go, oh, that's no big deal. Yeah, we, we've written things. But it, it's a big deal. It is not the same, I promise you. Um, yeah, so I took time yesterday to go ahead and just revel in that or allow myself to sink into that a little bit and even take some time to wrap my head around the artistry that will be this work. Like, how do we portray this to an audience from here? And it's fun. And I can't imagine life without it now. <laughs> um, even if that has to look like something different so that we can thrive a little bit better, I'm okay with that too. I think over this process, more than anything that I've learned is happiness where I am. No matter what season, not making it have to be this one thing, just letting it flow into where I'm at. And I don't know what that's going to look like, but it is stacking up to be something amazingly fun and way more enjoyable than anything I did before. I said that yesterday. I had a, okay, okay, that's my great thing. Let's go ahead and get into the show and make sure that you recognize yourself for your great thing. Just take time, write it down, think about it for a second. Um, because that one change in energy where we're thinking and looking for amazing things in our day shifts the way that we operate in this world. It has that ability. Uh, so yesterday I was sitting in my entrepreneur meeting, which I do a lot of work within the entrepreneur community, basically where I just give back purely because I felt like I was given to um, when I was sort of suffering alone. And so I like to go into these ecosystems and help keep things going that help people not have to sit all by themselves and work through all of this. Um, because I feel like I suffered longer than necessary um, doing this work, living this kind of way, because I thought that that's what I had to do. And when I found like-minded people, I didn't feel so odd in the way that I thought. And yeah, 
So I like to continue creating space for those things, for those people who are needing that. And so I do a lot of um, service on that topic. That being said, um, yesterday I was sitting in one of the entrepreneur communities that I run and I had said, oh my gosh, what did I even say? Um, I can't even remember. It'll come back to me at some point. But in, in my entrepreneur community, we had such great, deep conversations about just crazy things. And it was so fun. Um, and before I got there, I had had this thought to myself because I had been overthinking what what I was supposed to do here, how I was supposed to grow this audience, how I was supposed to bring people into the fold, what I was doing wrong. And what I realized as I was driving into my meeting yesterday was that it just, it's in its infancy. It can't be bigger than what it is right now because it just is. It just is what it is. And I walked into that meeting fully supporting and believing that this is beautiful work, not because it's anything all that amazing, just because it is what it is. It's just supportive. It's just loving. It's, it's just people coming together and growing in community with one another. And that's not something that we can just hop, skip, and jump our way to. It's something that we have to just keep showing up for and keep bringing people into the mix and into the mold and helping them to see and feel and find worth in one another. And so when I walked into that meeting, I was just like, it's okay. If, if, if three people come and they're just the organizers, even those three people growing in community, growing with one another is important. That should not be lost either. And I think I threw away so many things because I was nervous to see them grow and good things just take time, right? And I know with this book, <laughs> that's been a constant struggle of like, how do we grow this? How do we expand it? And we just make tangible things to help people understand what it is that we're bringing into this world and whether or not that takes off or scales the way that we envision it. Isn't it good work? Even if it helps one person. And so when I walked into that meeting, I was just completely relieved of the expectations that I had set around this, thinking that it had to be like a group in that had been thriving for a long time that had really set the tone for what this was. I, we didn't have to have that, right? Because we had just reset what this was to everybody. So letting people acclimate to those things is just fine. Letting it grow because of what it is takes beautiful time. 
And yesterday, I was just sitting there and we were having like this open conversation about these silly things. Like we were waiting for the meeting to start and it was taking a little bit longer than we expected. And so we were kind of left with this open space. And so how do you fill open space, Hannah? One might ask, well, you... You ask silly, crazy questions. And so the first question that we asked to the group was, what is the meaning of life? And of course, everybody just stops because that's a ridiculous question to ask at 8 a.m. on a Wednesday morning. <laughs> like, hey, group, um, just so we don't bite off more than we can chew, let's go ahead and have an open discussion on what... The meaning of life is to everyone sitting in this circle right now. And mostly, we just got a bunch of jokes out of the group because no one actually knows and no one can actually know. That's sort of the funniness of all of it. But it started to open us up. And as the time took even longer, we started to have even more silly, crazy conversations about like what shows we grew up watching and what, <laughs> what else did we talk about and what people are working on and how they got to that place. And just all these cool kind of rhythmic conversations that had no intention or foresight brought into them. They just sort of happened, spawning off of the first crazy question that really opened up this flow of communication. And at one point, I just sort of sat back like this, this is it. This is, this is where we want to go. This is the environment. This is fun. This is light. This is not having a crazy expectation of anyone in this room, which is why I came into the work in the first place is like, I feel like I waited longer than I needed to because I, I thought that I had to prove something first or I had to have a thing. And I wish that I had just gone in there and gotten around brains that work like this so that I could be impacted by that so that I didn't have to just stay all up in my own head. And I'm grateful that I had the podcast because that definitely became an outlet to think through all of this. But I wish that I had leaned on that community first and went there earlier than later, went there before I proved anything, before I went out and do it, did anything because I could have definitely benefited from people who wouldn't have let me get all hung up in all the things that slowed me down. And having a conversation with a friend yesterday, who's very much in the middle of this work, um, that's what I find exciting. It's like, if I can go back in and infuse and encourage people to come out to this stuff earlier, to come out and explore new groups sooner, um, then that's what I want to do just because of my own experience suffering all by myself and suffering without having people to bounce things off that were 
realistically responsive because having someone who's never done anything like this give you feedback isn't really all that helpful. Love them. We love our families. We love their opinions sometimes, okay? Some of them just need to be thrown out. They're no good. But we love most of their opinions and we take them to heart, but sometimes they just aren't all that helpful because they don't know. And it's wonderful to be around people who are in the know or at least around people, surrounding yourself with people who can bring you closer to your own knowing because they have found it themselves. And that's like a different level, right? And so that's, that's what I'm excited to do in service to, to give back to communities that impacted me or could have impacted me if they had done this, if they had found ways to speak to it as a barrierless entry. And so that's what I go back to do. Yay. And then just keep creating out of this, this being that I've become this sort of, mm, yep, we're going to assign it. This like beacon of hope in a dry desert sometimes. And I wrote about that, but not as like, oh, I'm some shaman who's been sent here to deliver. I think it's just like some of us are just supposed to go on these adventures and then come back and map out what led us there. And not that that map is going to be exactly where you go, but maybe that story, maybe you can find yourself somewhere in these lines of text or in these words spoken every morning. Maybe it helps just to let something go or to bring something up or to sit with something. And maybe it doesn't help at all, but maybe it helped me. And maybe more than anything, stories are just supposed to be told so that stories live on. And I was struggling to find myself in my story. And so I feel like these pages of text are making up for the lost time that I spent searching for myself in my story. And I found no value no worth in that person. And so when I talk about having to prove something in order to show up in entrepreneurial communities, that's really where my headspace was. Like, you are not worthy. No one's going to care about you or your book or your ideas. And so first you're going to have to prove that. And there's nothing, there's nothing to prove, friends. It should be barrierless. We should find ways to surround ourselves with heads, brains, thoughts, words that can bring us forward in whatever it is that we want to do. And there's so many people out there telling stories, telling their stories, and we should be thankful for those storytellers who help us better define who and what 
and why we're all here doing the things that we're doing. If we had no stories, we could literally not continue to live. It would be very confusing. We'd have to reinvent the wheel all the time. Yesterday, I pulled open a book that was like, steal like an artist. And I think that that's just so true and so relieving. If you're an artist, there are no original works. Everything spawns and is called from something that existed prior. Okay, and like if you're Adam and Eve or whoever you think started all of this, maybe you came up with something. But even then, weren't you kind of just copying God? I'm just saying nothing is original. And so it's okay to let things flow in and out and rhythmically through your life and then tell your version of whatever that is from your own original lens. And my yoga coach, teacher, instructor, I don't remember how she refers to herself, but she shared something today that was like, dude, your job is to kind of find what makes you interesting, find pieces of your story that bring out who you were meant to be here and you should find where that fits. And I wanted to comment. And if you can't, you should build it. Right. And maybe I will go back and comment that now that I'm saying it truth. And that's how I felt in this work. I didn't know where I fit. I didn't know if I would ever find what fit. And part of finding it made me have to build it. We had to build it. Because where we fit felt like a barrier. Felt like something that I didn't deserve access to. And so I made this home for myself. And that work allowed me to break down those barriers and start having the conversations, but it, it shouldn't take that. Nobody should have to build their own home and feel alone in what they're doing, right? That's why I come to you every day. Um, one, because mentally, I think I have to at this point, it's just release. It's the ability to slowly think through the thoughts that I have <laughs> and bring them all the way around. And when I wasn't doing this on a podcast, I was doing it in vent or um, idea sessions with colleagues. And when I wasn't doing that, I was doing it with coaches and teammates. And so this has sort of always been etched into who I was. And when I lost those outlets or those outlets were no longer capable of giving me a release, um, I felt like it was time to go find a new one and I couldn't find an outlet. And so I had to build it. And that may be true for all of us, but what I hope is that we all start looking for 
who that support can be. Who can help us get there? And we lean on those groups and we find the ones that speak true to who we are and what we need. And we keep going until we find them. Going until those people come back around to support us. And just know that some of it just takes a lot of consistency on your part. Because people want to believe that you can be this person. But they also sometimes need a little bit of proof. Sometimes a lot of proof. But eventually they come back around. And you deserve to be loved in between and in all phases. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us, me, it's just me, out on (laughs) all of our socials. I post every day, uh, post with some inspirational, I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at The Death of a Dream, also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness. Um, But you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams, and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show, anything that I'm creating at this given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day. Thank you.